guys, welcome to episode 159 of Blind Guy Talks Tech for Tuesday the 19th of July. More of your emails and a demo of how to use your iPhone as a recorder into your Mac without an audio interface. Coming up from Aaron. You're listening to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Now, here's that blind guy himself, Stephen Scott. Happy Tuesday to Sean Priest. How are you, Sean Priest? I'm, I'm so glad it's Tuesday. What a beautiful day. Happy <laughs> Tuesday. That's a weird one, but thank you. Well, yeah, yeah okay, then stuff you. Oh, uh, I, I think uh, that's two days running. You've said stuff you at the start. Well done. There you go. You see? Let's see if we make it a whole week. <laughs> I think you probably can. It's so good just to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I know. You must love it. I wanted to get some emails in because uh, lots of you have been sending them in. Uh, this is from Patrick who says, Hi, blind guys. Uh, Patrick from Preston here. Uh, great show. Thank you. Uh, he says, Talking banking apps. Now, he says, Lloyd's is my main bank. It is okay at the main stuff of uh, accounts, transactions, payments, etc. As soon as you go off the trodden paths, it gets weak. And I need wife help. Uh, wife help Uh, Yorkshire Building Society this is very basic and if you want your balance that's fine but try and withdraw your money nothing is labelled correctly hopeless you will still need cited help RCI Bank don't know who they are Uh, I only have a savings account with them but only for money in and out no good for tax statements it does not cover that either use the web or ring up for them to post them out wow Um, NatWest only have credit cards with them but works okay for balance transactions spend notifications and confirming monthly payments. As for Halifax, well, same. They just have credit cards, uh, or I just have a credit card with them, and it's not great. All the main info, account number, sort code, account name, and balance is one object. So it reads all this out every time. And, of course, balance is at the end. Oh, yes. do you know, I've had this before. I think Royal yeah. Bank of Scotland has this problem as well on its app, uh, where it reads every bit of detail out, and then right at the end it gives you what you're looking for. And if someone starts talking to you, as inevitably they do, um, you got to listen to it all again. Go yes. it all again. Notification comes in. Yeah, absolutely. Patrick says, as far as uh, the banks listening, uh, Yorkshire Building Society have uh, done nothing yet. NatWest did and changed their logon page where I used the web to access my account. Lloyds have improved some of the issues I've raised, but no idea if it was me pushing them. We all need to raise these issues, but it is hard to find the right channel. Lloyds has a button to submit app issues, which is great. Yorkshire Building Society had no way to feedback. So I got my daughter to send in a formal complaint and they soon responded, had a good chat and uh, 40 quid. But as said, no change to the app yet. (laughs) (laughs) NatWest were excellent and spoke to the developer. Yeah, we don't want money. I mean, money's nice, but... Yeah, speak for yourself. (laughs) Uh, Very keen to hear any other reviews on uh, Barclays. Sounds good. And uh, also these modern new online-only type banks, surely they would be accessible with their relatively new offerings. Well, you'd think that, wouldn't you? You would hope um, so. Atom, Chase, is, uh, things like that. Patrick writing in. Yeah, I was thinking of Chase, actually, because that's the one that I'm seeing advertised everywhere at the minute. Yeah. Um, it's a huge American bank. It's JP Morgan, isn't it? JP Morgan. I think so, behind yeah. Behind Chase. Yeah, um, I, I think the app is accessible. I haven't used it myself, but I've got a couple of friends who use it, and I, I, I'm assuming they would tell me straight away if it wasn't accessible. But uh, yeah, Patrick, that was some some great info there. Yeah, so thank you. I'm Preston near me. God bless you. Yeah, and thank you for you know, being quite open about that. That was, because it's, it's challenging with this one because it's such a privacy-led thing. But, you know, you're telling us the bank you're with. That's that's okay. Yes, <laughs> yes. And it sounds like no you're with gonna... every bank there is anyway. So, uh, and you're actually sort yourselves out. That's terrible. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, put it this way. If 
your bank is hacked, then everyone's affected. So, you know, upside. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go to Greg, who, uh, oh, good old friend of the show, of course, Greg in Pennsylvania. Hope you're doing well, Greg. He says, uh, hello, for the 50-odd years that we have had traditional landline phones, we have never experienced a phone outage. When we had an earthquake in 2014, I could not call my wife on her cell phone for hours as all the circuits were busy. With Hurricane Sandy, we lost power for a week or so, so our VOIP phone was also down, and as cell towers were damaged, we could only get cell service standing in the backyard for a few days. We also lost power for a week a number of years ago after a major ice storm and blizzard knocked down power lines. There is no technical reason why a standard phone cannot be plugged into a voice service as long as the provider makes an interface available. That's a good point, yeah. He says, being older than uh, vinyl records myself, I remember Shellac 78s. Um, okay. <laughs> Shellac was, yeah, well, that's going back a bit, but Shellac was, I always remember when I was at RNIB, uh, the, the host of Talking Books at the time, uh, still is uh, Robert Kirkwood on the Talking Books show on RNIB, which is a great show, by the way. You must check that out on RNIB radio. Um he always talked about shellac discs because those were, I think, one of the first types of, of discs used to create talking books. Oh. Um, so, yeah, shellac discs. I've never discs. heard of them. Okay, cool. There you go. It's the same thing. It's apparently the same thing that you now use for people uh, with nails. You know, get their fail, fake nails made or whatever it is, or, you know, that kind of thing. That's acrylic, isn't it? Well, shellac, I think, is another option. Oh, right. Okay. Or maybe it's a form of acrylic. I, I, I don't know. Is I'm it not made out of shells? Guy. It's shellac. Yeah. Shell light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We obviously don't know what we're talking about there, but thank you, Greg. Greg does. Yeah. He says, I prefer to use my landline, now landline VoIP, over my cell phone. Much nicer experience if I'm home. Uh, he says, uh, this is just an update on, uh, you might remember uh, Greg telling us that his uh, battery, or actually the battery finally went on his Six iPhone S. 6S Plus. Yes. After well, seven years or something. That's right. He said, on Bastille Day, we had a cookout and Viking funeral for the original battery for my iPhone. <laughs> I told my wife I expected the battery to continue to burn underwater. We used to take out French fry trays uh, as uh, the boat had a load of two charcoal briquettes holding the dead battery. I think I'm guessing what you're saying here. Sadly, the battery would refuse to burn. Are you burning the battery? I don't know what's going on now. I've lost all track. So he had a barbecue on a boat and was setting off his 6S on fire? I think so, yeah. I think he was setting it on fire. He says our guests yes, were not a impressed. Yes, a Viking funeral. Yeah. And okay. my wife called me a silly goose. Um, <laughs> wow, steady how, However, the barbecue ribs were a great success. <laughs> so the battery wouldn't burn, but the, the ribs did, I guess. I think okay. there's a danger of it actually exploding rather than burning there, Greg. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, at least well, it's on a boat. I suppose that's the upside, right? Well, not if you catch a boat on fire. That's actually worse. Where are you going to run? Well, ideally, you tip the whole thing into the sea, I guess. It's not the boat. I mean, the uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the on-fire ah, thing. Yes, yeah. okay. And I agree with you. The, the, the landline actually is really robust. So, And there is no reason, as I said before, that why can't you just uh, put an interface in between the ordinary standard phone and the VoIP interface? Uh, God, I want all the time, don't you? Want, want, want. Yes, yes, I do. And the moon on a stick. Carry on. Okay, Andy writes in. Hi, Stephen. Just heard you and Sean talking about the subject of uh, digital voice and landline phone switch off. He says, very uh, cu- well, curiously enough, he says, 
It was something I'd been looking into for a friend this last week. I think the article I've got here uh, pretty much answers all your questions and should put to rest most people's anxieties, especially for those with special requirements. My understanding is that most reasonably modern handsets will work under the new system, and as the article mentions, there are going to be adapters available for those phones or circumstances that prove to be the exceptions. Ah, well, there you there go. You go. Yay! So coming soon, I think, is the words that I would use there. I'm going to link to this article. It's from Witch, uh, and they're always very good at uh, looking into these what's, stories. What's the actual headline of that article then, Stephen? Have you, have you got it there uh, in front so of you? The headline, uh, yeah, it is Digital Voice and the Landline Food Switch Off, What It Means for You. Okay, that's a bit wordy. Digital Voice Landline. So if you just do a Google search for Witch Digital Voice Landline, you should find that article pretty easily or anyway. you just hit the link in the... Show notes. Yeah. Who goes to the show notes? I'm not convinced anyone goes to show notes. I I'm never not do. convinced either, but you know, at least then it makes them, it means it looks like I'm trying. No, yeah, but I'm just saying, just ask Siri or whoever or Hey Geeky to, uh, you know, <laughs> who? Google search which hey, who? digital. I'm not, I'm not from, saying uh, it. I'm not saying it. Shh. It's not him from Family Guy. <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> yes. That's very good. Calm <laughs> down. Uh, okay, shall we get another uh, message in this one from Dyfrig? Hi, Steve, and everybody else at the show. I was wondering if anybody else was having a problem with the new layout of the Facebook website. I'm looking at it on an iPhone SE 2020 using iOS 15.5, uh, using Safari as a browser. The buttons for linking to the various important bits of the page are now coming up as unpronounceable and things that used to be headings uh, are now just plain text, which means you have to swipe right through the entire site. Uh, I'm using this on the full layout of the website. There is a basic mode, but that's got its own little peculiarities as well. Um, and this is becoming a less enjoyable uh, experience uh, using voiceover and I was wondering if there is anything we can do to bring it to Facebook's attention okay thanks well we shall uh, do our best on that one Daphrig we can just put out the information and uh, hope that uh, people are, a, are aware of it um, and you know if not we can certainly hope that Facebook uh, are listening uh, one thing I will say though is uh, have you tried screen recognition because I find a lot of apps these days sometimes need to uh, you know you shouldn't need to use screen recognition I should add no. The app should be accessible, you know, by itself. But if you are having challenges with buttons, I do find sometimes turning screen recognition on to at least get you through it, if nothing else. So maybe try that in the, the interim. But uh, it can yeah. help. It can make things worse, but it can help. And yeah. if you turn it on in the rotor, I think it is on in the rotor by default. But if it isn't, then go to settings, accessibility, voiceover and rotor and turn on screen recognition. Then you can quickly turn it off or on on the fly per app as well. So um, I, I would just say, I'm sorry, I'm slightly confused. Why are you using Safari to to go to the Facebook web page over using the Facebook app, which is far more easy to navigate using voiceover than the web ever is? Facebook mm. on the web is terrible. I've never had a good experience with it. But well, using the app is far, far easier. A lot of blind people still use the m.facebook.com. Yeah, I, I don't understand. It's still terrible compared to the well, app. It's I tend awful. to avoid Facebook for this very reason. Anyway, I'm always amazed at the amount of blind groups that are on Facebook. So I was thinking, is this not just a nuisance? Yeah, but no, it's but the app is really through. easy. You just, you just swipe well, through easiest, all the yes. posts and double, yeah. you do a magic tap and you get options for each post. I mean, it's not perfect. There's still problems with it. But compared to the using the web version on Safari, it's night and day. So I would definitely say go to the Facebook app. Look, there's, there's no excuse for the web 
being as it is um either way you know unlabeled buttons is terrible so um yeah i mean you can contact facebook but it does feel like whistling in the wind quite a lot you know uh, because there's it's just one of those huge companies where you get a standard response and it's i don't know if they're actually listening but we'll wait and see now this uh, next email sean i want you to stay very quiet until i am finished it all right because um, i can do that look at me well, you'll, I'm un- you'll quiet. understand why now listen i'm staying quiet yeah i noticed that right? yeah Don't do that for the next two minutes. Uh, Okay, Gordon writes in, I was very interested to hear uh, you talking about the theory that pressing a finger across your top lip in the style of the so-called Hitler moustache gesture could prevent an attack of cramp. I thought you should know that I tried it when I had an attack of cramp in my foot just a few minutes ago. This extensive research reveals that it does not work at all, as I could only get rid of the cramp by standing up and hobbling around the room for a few minutes. I think the only way this silly (laughs) gesture could work is if you also threw a few Nazi salutes while goose-stepping around your room, although perhaps that might not be appreciated by anyone who sees you doing it. I have, however, heard that the same finger across the top lip can prevent a sneeze if you feel one building up. I have tried this, and it does seem to work some of the time, although I have found that the sneeze simply just happens five minutes later giving no warning. Perhaps it has decided not to give you a chance to stop it by doing a Hitler impersonation. And who can blame it? I hope you find this practical research useful, if rather pointless. All the best, Gordon. Comments? (laughs) Well, Gordon, God bless you. Thank you very much. And let me just say this. This was a tip from Des, I believe, who emailed us to tell us this. And amazing... he, was, he was quite scathing of you. He was. was. He said I was too dismissive. Because you were scathing of him. Yes, I dismissed it. How could that possibly work? But unlike Gordon, I've got to say, Des, I am incredibly sorry. You are absolutely right. It works every single time. I get cramp at least four or five times a day. And doing the Hitler Tash gesture. Let's not call it that. Let's I, come up with another name. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not like Voldemort. We can say it. It's fine. We can, um, we can say it, but or, it's, let's you say know. doing the Charlie Chaplin uh, Let's tash, go for that. That's right? nice. Doing the Chaplin yes. Tash um, gesture. It went away straight away. I have no idea. Is this subliminal messaging? Is this, I don't know, have I been programmed by Des? I, I don't yes. understand, but it absolutely, he's hypnotised me. Every time I got cramp coming, I, I do the Chaplin moustache and it goes away. I have no idea how that works. So uh, I'm with you. Now, i got to say, there is a little caveat with that, that I did get cramp in my feet, in the arches of my feet, and it didn't work for that. I did have to stand up on my tiptoes. But other than yeah, that, tippy-toes. very good. And uh, yes, I've had different results to Gordon, but thank you, Gordon. Well, you know, I think more research is clearly required in this, and I think the two of you can take this up yourselves. Yeah, yeah we will. Frankly. We will. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're medical people. We'll, we'll, we'll do some well, more research. I was just about to say we are not medical people. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah, you know, none of this is, is in any way factual. Um, I do think it's kind of funny because it was Henry Heimlich or Harry Heimlich, whatever his name was, uh, who came up with the Heimlich maneuver. Yes. Um, so now it's going to be the Chaplin method. Yeah. For uh, yeah. cramp. Desi's, um, yeah, I can't think of something. We'll work Does on that Does anybody well. know the chaplain? Shout that out uh, in the middle of it. It's better than shouting, does anyone know the Hitler? I'll tell you that. Do not shout that out in public. That's, That's not taste. Good. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, shall we move on with our demo of the day? Please. 
because this one is great. This comes to us from Aaron, friend of the show, who is an absolute genius when it comes to the Mac and lots of different things. Um, his uh, tip on turning on, oh, I can't remember exactly what it was now, but we'd mentioned it before. It was to do with tables in Safari and uh, well, certainly on voiceover, uh, under web, under the settings there. It was can, group uh, by something, yeah, wasn't it? Group, group items within a table, I think it was. And if you t- enable that, which I mine's wasn't enabled, if you enable it, uh, it apparently stops Safari saying not responding. Now, I haven't had any not responding since, but whether that is because mm. of that or something Pure else, I don't know. coincidence. I must say yeah. that this Aaron's uh, tip here has made it all the way to Appleviz forums, I noticed, <gasps> where someone posted up famous. Aaron's tweet saying, uh, can anyone confirm this? There was... I haven't followed it up completely, but there was someone who said, no, it didn't work. Uh, so is, I don't this, know. Is this what we call in the business a mixed response? A mixed, well done. You see, that's why you're a professional broadcaster. Exactly right. There was a mixed response, so I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, uh, anyway, one thing we do know is Aaron is a genius at lots of things, and he's always testing stuff out. And uh, this is an interesting one. He's uh, got in touch to help us. If you want to use your iPhone uh, and you want to record from your iPhone, into your computer without the use of an audio interface. So, for example, let's say you wanted to record something from, uh, you know, say voiceover as part of a demonstration. This is how you can do it. Which I, th- I find this quite interesting. Aaron. I'm Aaron, and this is a quick demonstration of recording an iPhone without an audio interface using a Mac. To do this, we're going to be using QuickTime Player, specifically the monitoring function. This works by passing the audio of an input device in QuickTime Player back to the output device you have selected. In this case, my output device is actually Audio Hijack, which then will capture the audio and record it. The only part of this I'm going to be demonstrating, however, is the QuickTime part, simply because Audio Hijack is a very complex program that would require a demo all of its own, which I might do in the future. So first of all, I'm going to open my QuickTime by pressing Command Space and typing QuickTime and pressing Enter. Application. Alfred, System Dialog, QuickTime Player App, in Folder System Applications, QuickTime Player. When you first launch QuickTime, it doesn't open with any windows. So I'm going to have to open a new audio project with Command-Shift-N. New Audio Recording, Audio Recording, Window, Show Capture Device Selection Pop-Up, Button. And when you first open this dialog, you'll be placed on the Show Capture Device Selection Pop-Up button, which is exactly where we want to be. So I'm going to press... Control, Option, Space. Menu. In this menu, you'll have all your input devices and some quality options. I'm going to go down this menu with the down arrow key. Microphone, dimmed. This is what you want. The microphone heading is dimmed because it's not something you can select. But in here will be your phone after you've connected it with a lightning cable. Aaron right ticket iPhone SE. And it's right at the top here. It says Aaron's iPhone SE. I'm going to press VR space on this now. Show capture device selection pop-up button. And that's that selected. I'm going to use the VO keys and the right arrow key to navigate through this window. Mute button. This is a mute button that will mute the monitor. 0% volume slider. And as you can tell right now, it's at 0%. So I'm going to turn this up to about 75%. In slider. 5%, 10, 50, 20, 20, 30%, 30, 40, 40, 50, 50, 60, 60, 70, 75%. To do that, I used the VO keys, so control and option, shift and down arrow to interact with the slider, and then VO up arrow until I got to 75%. Now I'm simply going to pick up my phone and press a button. My phone is using the Alex voice, and as you heard, it said 2118, which is the time, 
and then said batteries. That's because that's the first thing on my home screen. So now my phone is unlocked, I'm going to swipe through the screen as I would normally. Character. Dystopia. Beta. Jump. Monzo. One drive. One note. And as you can hear, it sounds pretty good. There's a tiny bit of latency, but that really doesn't matter when you are recording a demonstration of an app, for example, which is most likely what I see this being used for. I hope this helps someone out there who doesn't have an audio interface but wants to contribute to a podcast, for example this one, with a demonstration of an app that they like. Note that this works with more than iPhones, it can work with iPads, iPods, or any other Apple device. Thanks for listening guys, and I hope this was useful to you. go that's Aaron with a demonstration now it's interesting he mentioned audio hijack pro and then he talked about the quicktime player so i'm intrigued by this and how this all comes together yes uh audio hijack pro is is a way of combining multiple audio devices together in in something they call chain so you could have your microphone and uh, you know uh, like the iphone there as well and mix them together and record that mixed stream um it's basically a software mixer right but right. Um, i don't think you actually for example, you could connect your iPhone. I, I didn't know you could do that with the lightning no, cable no, straight into the Mac and it comes up as an audio device. That's really cool. So you could do that into QuickTime and record it directly into QuickTime, I assume. Um, but then, of course, you would just only hear your iPhone and not your microphone. That's where Audio Hijack comes in, mixing the two together. But, um, still, yeah, very good. Very cool advice. I, I didn't know you could do that. No, I did not know that. Um, and it's a cool thing to do. The other option, of course is screen recording, uh, and that's one thing with the Mac. If you go into the Control Center settings, you can add to your Control Center the option for screen recording, and then when you do the screen record, you can record the audio as well as the video. Now, obviously, you might only need the audio. That's fine. Um, you can strip that out. But this way is good because it means you're just grabbing the audio. You don't have the hassle of having to try and you know strip out audio from a video file and all that stuff. Yeah. You're just getting the audio. Um, that's that's pretty cool QuickTime is really nice actually it's funny because I always think of QuickTime and I think of it also takes me back to real player uh, and things like that I always imagine it to be like a really ancient um, technology but the amount of people actually it's really good it's really high quality when it comes to recording I've recorded some video using QuickTime and honestly it's fantastic it is I mean I remember there was a period where QuickTime was kind of ignored by Apple yep Um, there was a you know, you couldn't really get a decent version of it. And now it's back, you know, and it's such a simple little app. So simple, good, to, easy to navigate around as well, all keyboard driven, um, which is kind of cool. No, I, I like it. It's really good. Uh, okay, well, look, that's uh, thank you, Aaron, for that. Really appreciate that. And I hope that does help you out there. Uh, if you've got any demos you want to send in, anything you'd like to send us, then you can do hello at blindguytalkstech.com is our email address. You can call as well, leave a voicemail on now. Here's the question. Is it the Felix or the Eleanor line? Because, you know, Felix did call up to claim it. Well, so he, does he that was mean he bags it? Is that, is that right? Bags it? Has he shotgunned it? I'm not sure. I think we should call it the Felix Eleanor line. Oh, it's the Felix Eleanor line. This it's is going to get barrel. tricky. If anyone else uses it, we've got a problem. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's now the Felix Eleanor line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's going to become like a. It's going to be a, it's going to like a, a team of lawyers. Um, okay, so the number is 0204 571 3354. 
uh, you can leave us a message on the Felix Eleanor line. The name of the line will be longer than the number itself. Yes. The way things are going. Uh, and you have been working away. You were uh, unavailable for us a couple of days last week because you were working on the next big episode of Shaun of the Shed, which has dropped. Yes. Uh, so what, uh, what's on it? What are we looking forward to this time around? Well, it's funny because, you know, Matt Ater from Vispero was telling me about, it's about time you tried Jaws, Sean. Come on, give it a go, because it's been years since I've used it. So, actually, I thought, you know what, this is a good good time, because Sean of the Shed is meant to be for beginners with tech, you know, or, or, or someone who's starting with, a, like, Windows and screen readers. So, this is me learning as I'm recording and learning with you as I'm uh, installing Jules and getting used to it again, because after not using it for seven or eight years, I can't remember the last time I used it, Jules 11 maybe, I don't know, but um, wow. it is like a totally new app for me. So yes, in the latest Shaun of the Shed, I'm, I'm doing it in bite-sized pieces. This was actually quite a short one for me, around 20 minutes, 15 minutes, I can't remember, but I just, where to download, how to install and just how to get help when you first install Jaws, because with all my screen reader demos, it's where do you get the resources from? Where do you get the help, the quick start guides, the training? And i got to say, in Jaws, I was quite impressed. There's a lot of help right there in the app. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, quick programming note for you, uh, just to let you know about this podcast. Uh, we are uh, going to be taking a few days off in uh, the next week or so. So just so you know, um, we will be off from uh, Tuesday to Friday of next week, possibly even that whole week, actually. Uh, we'll, we'll have an episode on the Monday, that is the 25th of July. Meanwhile, we are back tomorrow, of course, lots more to come. Uh, we're going to be talking to the guys from Unicook, a uh, very interesting product we learned about at Site Village this year. Uh, we're going to hear all about that, plus more of your messages as well. If you want to get involved, then, like I say, get in touch. Email hello at blindguytalkstech.com or call 0204 571 3354. Uh, Sean, off you go, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Where am I going? Bye-bye. Just go. Bye. <laughs> if you want even more Blind Guy in your life, visit blindguytalkstech.com for previous episodes. Find us on your podcast apps or ask Lady A or Lady G to play Blind Guy Talks Tech Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Catch you tomorrow.